Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. Here, we believe success is inevitable and everything is possible. On each episode, we get real about the entrepreneurial journey and look at what it means to lean into your intuition, feel in alignment with your business, have coffee with resistance, and trust in abundance. We answer the tough questions. How can we show up authentically in business, with integrity in relationships, deeply seeking in our spiritual practice, and with grace in motherhood and beyond? This podcast celebrates the anti-hustle, healing from toxic productivity, prioritizing rest, and discovering tools that will support both your healing and business growth journeys. Your time and energy are precious resources, so thank you for being here. Your presence is a gift, and your business is thanking you. Get ready to get real, get honest, and keep growing. Hello, and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. I hope you're having an absolutely beautiful day wherever you are. I feel really inspired to speak to you today and to record this episode today. It's been a long time coming, I think, without even realizing it. (laughs) But as soon as I got the email introducing our guest today, it was just a full body yes. And I've just been looking forward to it ever since that moment. I'd like to introduce you guys first, just to anchor you into how amazing our guest is today, if you haven't already heard of her, but I'm guessing you have. Julie Piat, aka Srimati, is a mystic mother, musician, artist, chef, author, and healer who has lived her life immersed in devotion and expansive creativity. She is a way shower of finding the divine in all life experiences. She shares her wisdom from a multitude of life events that she has experienced as processes of alchemical transformation in her member-based community, Water Tiger. Her internationally acclaimed podcast, For the Life of Me, is another platform where she offers musings into her approach to find our purpose, conscious parenting, food as medicine, healing, and soothing music. She has created over 500 plant-based recipes inspired by her own cooking for her family. Many of these recipes are featured in her three best-selling cookbooks, The Plant Power Way, The Plant Power Way Italia, and The Cheese is Nuts. Now in her sacred offering is her new product, which I'm actually really excited to talk about, which is Shrimu, Do Life Not Cheese. After that intro, I can't imagine you're wondering why she's here. (laughs) What a vision holder, what an inspiration, and just thank you. Thank you for your presence and energy here today. Welcome. Thank you, Krista. It's really beautiful to be here. And, you know, we were chatting just a couple minutes before we turned the mic on, but just to know the alignment and the resonance of life purpose that we share and that, you know, so many listening in share as well. Uh, It's a very beautiful time, I think, on planet Earth, a tender time and a lot of reunion. There's a lot of transformation. There's a lot of really difficult situations. And yet what's waiting on the other side of that or through that transformation is this connection to this deeper meaning that many of us have had to compartmentalize until now, you know, and, and again, it's not a value difference. There is no us and them, you know, there, it, it is just a choice of life experience and a choice of genetic experience. 
it's a glorious time. I'm very honored to be here and to meet you. Thank you. I feel that. Like, I really feel the potency of this time. And thank you for saying that. I actually had somebody that I think you know that we've been connected through, Mel. And we talked about just like the planetary sort of collective timing of things. And it's been on my heart since we talked about that, just like how potent this time is. And I talk a lot about this, like, I mean, for me, we were chatting before and I really like, and I want to unpack what you said about compartmentalize this connection and this sort of knowing that we've had, because when we look at like my business right now as a marketing company, and so it's like the absolute best time to be alive to want to launch something into the world and use technology. So I just feel like this intersection between humanity and technology is so exciting Mm -hmm. and empowering and inspiring in like such a deeply spiritual way. And I think this time is also sort of getting a bad rep, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like it's like, it's tough. And we're in this sort of like post COVID sort of, I don't know, PTSD a little bit experience. And it feels collectively like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I see it. I'm seeing it. I'm not sure how we get there yet, but I think you might know. So (laughs) know about that. You know, a lot of what you just said, you know, there's a lot in what you just said. I I feel that there are agendas on this planet. I mean, let's say that outright. So it's not all love and light. It's just not. That's not the realm that we're in. And you don't have to be psychic or tapped in if you just watch the news. And the COVID, you know, drama allowed us a lot of opportunities, you know, opportunities to reclaim our connection to nature and calm down. And, you know, everybody that I saw was like, you look five years younger, you know, like, so it was a reset in a great way. It also was a test of where we are in our sovereignty, who we're looking to, to give us answers. You know, I think as a human collective, you know, we always want someone to, you know, tap us on the head with the wand, give us the pill, give us the psychedelic experience, you know, show it to me. It's not the way it works. You know, you, this life is about living experiences that then become alchemized into your being that then are part of your becoming, you know, nobody can take my knowledge from me because I lived it, I digested it, I experienced it, and it became me. So there's a beautiful saying, and that is that truth does not defend, it simply is. It's a state of beingness. And in the beingness is the force that holds all creation, the force that is animating all life. And if anybody tells you they know what's going on, they are not connected. Because all we know is that we must be in the complete ability to let go of what we think we know. So the key sort of director is to be in awe and wonder. And really this awe and wonder in my teachings of of Water Tiger, I call it Water Tiger because it's a wonderful way to get humans out of their search for consensus, creating beliefs that then create separation and violence. So as I endeavor down this path of spiritualizing the matter of becoming more refined, more eternalized, I don't have beliefs. I am in an unknowing. I'm in the, I don't know. 
I don't know, the unknowing state. So there is a perspective. I speak about this in Water Tiger a lot. No two life forms are exactly the same on planet Earth. Yet we as humans spend all this time ad nauseum talking about what's the best diet, what's the best political party, what's the best perspective, what's the best training. I mean, the, the level that people are trying to hack their lives or their systems through metrics or someone's opinion is very amusing because if you've been around long enough, you'll see in a series of years and probably shorter time now because time's speeding up and also overlaying and dimensions are integrating the whole perspective change, you know? So in Tantra, which is not only sexual practice, it's a whole lineage of Vedic teachings you know, the, the question is, well, are peaches good, master? And the master replies, for whom and when? It depends. You know, is raw diet good for you? It depends. How old are you? Where do you live? What is your genetic? You know, are cold plunges good for everyone? No, they're not. And yet everyone is just completely obsessed. It's like, you know, that's the thing. I, For me, it's not good for my body. I would never do that. That's just insanity to me. Why would I do that? So, and yet for my husband, it's medicine, medicine for him. So this idea of there is no consensus and that's what water tiger, the name water tiger, it's like, it's very easy for us to see that a frog is not going to dedicate the frog's life to create a whole narrative around the frogness of his life. So that he can go then preach to the eagle and tell the eagle that the eagle is wrong because it's not in frogness. It's a very simple example, but a very potent example. And so how about if every one of us listening to this podcast right now can just take a breath and stop and understand that the fact that you exist alive in a body at all is a miracle. It is a divine, sacred moment of life animating through you. And this is before you achieve anything, learn anything, gain anything, just for your presence. And this is sort of the core of Water Tiger. It's a way to know way where I assist people to fall in love with themselves as the first entry into understanding that we all come from the one breath. The sun is shining on all creation without cessation, even when we don't see it. It's not adjusting its light against the homeless person. It's not stealing its light from the drug addict. And it's not shining more light on the influencer that has millions of followers. It's not. It just is. It is this unending, eternal force of consciousness, of animation, of life force. And that is what is breathing each one of us. And so if we can get to some sort of inkling of this beingness, we can start to relax. And in the relaxation, we can invite more love, more connection, and this really starts with our with ourselves, uh, because if we looked at the dialogue that's going on inside of us, it's largely a violent dialogue. Some of that is life informed. Some of that is just taking a human body as you take part of the collective. 
for this experiment that is your life. But it's really through narrowing that gap, like, like, could you imagine that you're a divine emanation of God? And I use the word God that's very loaded for a lot of people. So you could say the sun, the force, the breath, but I'm talking about the force of life. And there is no value difference given. That force doesn't care if you're spiritual or not. It just doesn't care. It's not involved in, in that level. What you choose to experience in your life is your choice, you know, as a soul, as an individual, and your life is created by you for your evolution. Now, of course, there's a bunch of different levels of awareness within that. You know, it's as varied as creation. But um, this is really, I feel, one of the key opportunities that we have to digest, really embody, and just like everyone just relax already, just calm down. <laughs> and somebody said to me on one of the retreats I was teaching recently, but what do you mean? Like, what if, what if I don't, what if I miss something or, or what if I, and what if I don't? do something. And I said, do you think creation is counting on you <laughs> like to, to solve the whole thing? So it's this sort of dichotomy. Like we're very, very, very precious. And in Water Tiger, I hold that. Like I like really deeply know how sacred each one of us are. And the earth is a galactic star that is going through her own transformation. And we have the universe within. We are the earth. And so we're, we're both everything and then nothing, you know, we're kind of like the universe and an ant at the same time. <laughs> I mean, there's two things that I really want to unpack from what you just said that just feels so important to name. And the first thing that we just came back to, and I'll say it again, is just like this concept of relaxing and what that really means, because I can say, oh, relax or, oh, I need to relax. But what I'm working on right now is like the actual embodiment of the knowing. Because sitting here listening to you speak, I know that. We all know that. But I don't feel it in the same way you do. Like I can see the difference. Like I know it, but I am not yet fully embodied in it. And I think that goes to the second piece of this. So one, like I know it, but I can't relax sort of thing. Like there's that like paradox. And I talk a lot about paradox in my work because for me, it's always both. Like in the same moment, here's a totally different example, but I recently have been approached for like my first outside investors, which as you know, as an entrepreneur, exciting, people want to give me money, all of that stuff. In the same moment that I'm like completely in flow with this, of the knowing I've built something amazing, like we serve people, I'm living my dharma, like why wouldn't somebody want to invest in this? I would. And then why me? This can't be real. I'm not going to, like, it's always both. And so what I wanted to ask about next was one, how do we actually relax? And two, I want to go back to the compartmentalizing of what you were saying. Like we've compartmentalized this feeling, this knowing for so long, because when I sit here listening to you say that I'm in this beautiful room that my husband and my father built for me to work, live my Dharma, 
that's like paid for this home and I'm looking at the ocean and I'm so connected and I'm so grateful and I'm so with you. And then I have a meeting in an hour. You know what I mean? And it just leaves. And so it's like I forget as quickly as I remember. And I think when you named the compartmentalizing of it, like how do we let it seep through everything and not just in this 20-minute moment that we're listening to you speak, but like how can I take this through my day? How can I continue to remember? How do you stay in that space when there's an investor meeting? when there's a client, you know, when the identities and the the ego and the noise start to come back on, which like is part of the human experience that we're meant to be having, right? I don't know. I'd love to hear you. Yeah. So yeah, beautiful. So one of the things that I would like to share is that it takes a life to become. Takes a life to become. And so uh, you read a bio about a partial bio of me that sounds like, you know, I'm 10 people. And in my being, I have not done the thing that I came here to do. That's all like a side thing. It's not even the thing. It's not even the thing, right? So what I would say is that a lifetime of practicing yogic practices with consistency, with commitment, being the mother of four, raised five, getting up at 4.30 in the morning. Because if I, if I didn't, first of all, like I love that time. It's so potent. And, you know, I know how ass kicking it is to be a mom and exhausting. And there's no, you know, there's not really any support. Like we're, we're living in this modern life in a very, very violent way to have to be a mother. I mean, we really have to be, you know, heroic really heroic to be anybody who's a mother, you're a shero. I mean, flat out, flat out. And yet if I don't get up in the morning at 4.30, I haven't had that communion with spirit. So, you know, there's a saying, Sri Ramana Maharshi, one of the greatest realized saint, saints to ever live incarnate up to now, maybe, you know, he talks about, you know, well, he didn't talk very much to begin with. And I actually live under a mountain that is a twin to Arunachala where he lives. So we have a very, very deep connection. But, you know, the idea is, is, is how big is your container that you're going to the divine with? Like, are you going with a thimble or are you going with your whole being? And, you know, for me, I'm at a place in my awareness that there is no difference for me for a meeting. I went through a nine-year financial collapse that was a spiritual mission for me that catalyzed a transformation in my husband that informs much of what we're living today. For nine years, I, you know, did ceremony, held a vision, held a quantum vision. I did some crazy stuff that a lot of people thought was insane. And pretty soon the reality vibrated up to meet my mission. And because I went through that experience, I have absolutely no fear of money left in my body. It doesn't exist. So before I went through that experience, you could have just sauntered by me and whispered American Express, and it would have sent my nervous system into cortisol, you know, activity. And I was a fashion designer. I had a hundred piece women's collection. I was in every store in the country. I was running, you know, big amounts of not that big, but you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars through my company every month. And I was terrified. 
I was terrified. You know, it, it, it it's one of the hardest things still that I ever did. It was amazing preparation for many of the other things that I've done in my life. But I guess what I'm telling you is that you can't read about being free in a book and be free. You're not. It's not the same. So, and different people are in different levels of awareness. So your awareness may not be tied to your earth years because you may have come in with another level of consciousness. But all of these experiences in life are simply opportunities for exploration and learning. And we have these human feelings and stories and patterns that rise up in us. And that is the time for the greater self to step in and be with that inner child. And so it is about us, you know, you, you made a mention about the mother energy that I've embodied for much of my lifetime. This is very correct. I have done that for my children, my husband, for my community, for many, many. And now I'm in an evolution and I am no longer holding the frequency of that kind of mother. I'm stepping into much sort of a new amalgam of all the layers of what it means to be feminine in leading, guiding from a leadership role. So gone is the kind of mothering tendency where it's like, I'm going to soften your blow. I'm going to put my arm out so when you fall, it doesn't hurt you quite as much. And I'm no longer allowed to do that at all. So it's about moving into really a leadership position, which is changing everything in my life. But let's talk about the compartmentalizing part, because I just had a really amazing conversation with a dear spiritual brother of mine, Colin Hudon, who owns Living Tea. We're fast spiritual friends over many, many, many years, and he's also an entrepreneur. But I would say when I launched Shrimu Devotional Offerings for Life, which is my plant-based artisanal collection... It is a global mission of awakening and it's in a carrier of food. So everything that I do is one frequency. It is the spiritual frequency that I embody. And whether I'm building a house or uh, opening a wine and cheese cafe or writing a book or this year I'm recording an eight track album, it's all the same thing. It's not, it's the same frequency in a different medium. My food is the same frequency in a different medium. And when I launched Shrimu four years ago, while I created a very artful brand and, you know, I'm very outspoken when I speak, I'm a very transparent person and sort of, you know, kind of what you see is what you get. And I still was like, sort of like a food company and then me, spiritual shaman, mystic, I'd say mystic is probably the clearest definition and what's happened in the last few months is that we are refreshing the brand and we are going full mystic in every single thing that I do. There is no longer any, you know, any, oh, get your, you know, barbecue pack for, you know, Labor Day. Like that's over. And, you know, I have to be willing to say goodbye to the frequency that doesn't align with me in order to welcome the frequency that is waiting for me. And this kind of liberation feels so, so beautiful because so many of us who have had this sort of awareness, we've been, you know, a starseed imprint. We incarnate into families that don't understand us. We're fish out of water, stranger in a strange land. 
you know, call it black sheep, call it whatever, were always misunderstood in very, very violent ways, you know, and, and that's layered on actual, you know, lifetimes when we were burned at the stake, we were annihilated for being silenced, I mean, to silence us. And so when we get rejected from our humanity that we came here to love so deeply and retrieve, it hurts a lot. And a lot of times the reason it hurts so much is because it's spiral alignment. It's stacked on top of past experiences. So what I feel is now is a really potent time where it is all about coherence and alignment. And so I do not speak about the word manifestation. I find it to be a very beginning uh, sort of kindergarten level of really looking at who we are. So as universal creators, we are moving into alignment as we align with the authenticity of who we are, each one of us individually, we create a magnetic field. And so it's about the alignment. So in Water Tiger, I say alignment is the new manifestation, no manifestation. That's like hard grabbing, achieving. I'm talking about vibrating into your truth at such a level that it creates an energetic signal that then is going to draw the synchronistic events to you. And it is all about coherence. Coherence is the key. So if you are diving into practices, experiences, people, events that are out of alignment, you have given your consent to that frequency. And those are the lessons or the opportunities or the tests or the initiations that we're going to have because it's all about coherent alignment. I don't think we have to compartmentalize anymore. I mean, maybe it, you know, those of us on the front edge, it's now being required. It's not allowed. It's literally not allowed. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. And it's like one of the reasons why I use the word vision holder a lot in how I like identify somebody who is embodying a piece, a part, an energy, a frequency that I'm drawn to. And you just named the exact frequency of why I'm drawn to you. And like, sometimes I'll do this, meet your business meditation. And so I have people imagine the energy of their business walking through the door. And so you can create a sacred partnership and like remove your ego and remove yourself. And that's a big piece of my work. And oftentimes my business walks in as Susie Batiste and Susie Batiste is somebody who is like wildly successful in every sense of like the meaning success, but I feel like stands in and owns her wildness and is outspoken and says the thing and does the thing. And I'm like, it's possible. And we're seeing it. Like you can be who you are and because of this alignment. And I feel that with you too. I said that before we started. And so naming that frequency that is in all things that you do, that's the micro shift like aha that I just had. It's regardless of the delivery, whether it's food, whether it's marketing, whether it's my retreat, it's it's that essence of like our service and our purpose that is coming through. And that's what it comes down to. And I really feel like my first 
like toe dip into this idea that you're speaking to is my witchy business container. It's the first time. And this came from a retreat. So I led a body mind business retreat. And during the retreat, so many of my business clients came, but what they experienced was the witchy side. I was doing card pulling every day. I was clearing. We were doing sacred ceremonies. Like I brought all of the tools. And all I said at the beginning was, I'm going to share my toolkit that's going to enhance the presence, the awareness, the flow, take or leave whatever you want. And the resounding feedback at the end of that retreat was like, we need more of this. We need more of this. And thank goodness for my mentors and my vision holders. I have another mentor who's been always pushing me to stop like separating the two of like the witchy side of my life and the business side of my life and witchy business was born. And it was the most successful launch I've ever done. And it, I couldn't believe it. It was like feeling seen for what I really want to do and not having to mask it through marketing. I said to you before we started, like, I'm here to serve, create community. Like that's the whole thing. That's the whole part, the oneness. But I mask all of this with like marketing agency sort of thing. And and so just hearing the way that you describe it and even speak to it, I think for so many listening, it's like you have to name it. And the fact that we have been compartmentalizing and that we no longer have to. And I was looking at your website with the rebrand of the different like packaging and what you're calling them and what it's for. And I'm like, this is so unique. This is going to work. Like, it's just so spot on. And it's because of that alignment. It's like radical alignment is what you're speaking to. And I think for many of us, we like, still falter. Like I still like I'm aligned, but then I get sort of knocked off and I'm aligned and then I get knocked off. And the remembering, the coming home, the coming back is like where I'm at in my process. But the mother piece, the mother piece has been, I would say, the biggest plot twist of my life. Like you don't know until you know sort of type of thing. Like you just can't. And it's all I want to be. It's all like what you said of like, I've been embodying that frequency. I feel I'm stepping into that frequency, which is why that's what I see on you is like the mother. I want to talk to her about being the mother and all of these things because it feels overwhelming from like a human, (laughs) from like a human perspective, but from the divine perspective, it's perfect. Like, of course, yes. But in the day-to-day is like, how do we start to like take what we were compartmentalizing it and infuse it into all of those moments? Like how you've so beautifully been able to do. Yeah. Beautiful. So yeah, Susie, um, Matisse is a dear friend of mine, dear sister. Stop. Is she? Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. I told her that she was a vision holder. We hang out. Yeah. And so you know what I mean? Like even her website, it's like, there's something going on there and she's not afraid to stand in that and speak to that. And I told her she came into my life at really tumultuous time in my business, having, you know, one of those big client breakups and thinking that my business was, you know, all of that. And the advice she gave me, it was just so 
witchy and wise. And it was so like, not what I expect. Like it wasn't business advice, you know, it was real. And this is what I wanted to speak to you about today. Like, let's get real. Like, let's talk about what's really going on here. And the last thing that I want to say is when you said that piece about American Express sending your cortisol levels, like, can you see me right now? Do you like, I feel I feel like I need to lean out of the screen. Like you're you're speaking to like me exactly. I am in like I have tears, you know, it like almost brought tears to my eyes, like the financial fear that I'm now out of, but I'm like still feeling the trauma from is like painting or, you know, touching or splattering every piece of me right now. Right. So, I mean, again, it's like, it's those sacred moments, which are really the gifts of life, which, I mean, we didn't come to planet earth to master having a, you know, checking account or a bank account, or even getting people to invest in you. It feels like we, I did sometimes, you know, it's like, it's so consuming. Yeah, of course, because that is the setup that, that is what we have to overcome. And you know, one of the things that I, that I realized during those nine years, which, you know, I wish I could have, I could have gone through it in nine minutes, you know, not nine years, but it's like, you know, I have so much experience of being down to, you know, I would be like, I have $14. I have four children, $14. And then someone would say, and your 401k and a savings account. I was like, no, $14. Like I have $14 and four children. And, you know, I just saw proven over and over and over again, we were always cared for, even if it was one potato, even if my friend, you know, dropped off some shampoo that I didn't have money to buy, even the fact that I lived in my architectural home for five years without paying mortgage, property taxes, or insurance. The fact that I wrote and I wrote two albums and recorded them with my sons during that time. I had an art show. You know, my husband had a complete life transformation that has resulted now in him being, you know, one of the leading voices in podcasting. You know, we have millions of people all over the world that we have activated, that we have ignited through our story. You know, life is a spiritual mission. You know, it's not about having the shit you want and, and then having everything easy. And really in a spiritual sense, I mean, we're here in this very extreme, intense planetary experience. There's so much intensity going on in the areas of violence of, you know, non, non life affirming activities. I mean, there's agendas going on. There's different forces pressing on us, trying to, you know, sort of distract us, lead us into certain, uh, scenarios. They really want us to fight amongst ourselves and annihilate ourselves. That That's really sort of the, the core objective. But we came here to transcend it. And so the evolution available to us on this planet is unlike anywhere else in the multiverse. So we didn't come here to have it all together and, you know, have everything buttoned up and life will visit you. You know, if you don't, if it's not the financial piece for you, It'll be a loss, a death of someone. If it's not that, it'll be a divorce. If it's not that, it'll be a a terminal illness. Every single experience is an opportunity of initiation into your spiritual power. 
And it's up to you how you choose to go through that experience. You know, and I would tell people, you know, I'm not a deadbeat. Like I'm in my sacred evolution. And they were like, she's a crazy person. And I had to do this for nine years. And some of those those times during those years were some of the most precious, just precious experiences. Oh my goodness, how I shapeshifted into whales and swam with the whales in another dimension. I had, you know, the walls of my house shred and entered into other dimensional portals. I had meetings with, you know, swamis and masters that are aspects of me and other realms, you know. You, you don't get these experiences when you're just shopping, you know, at Walmart or like going to the mall or like, and, and in spiritual evolution, the most unfavorable place to be is just baseline. So you could be a criminal or someone who has addiction and you have a better chance of evolving into another stratosphere than you do if you're just like, I stay at home and I you know, everything's all like, you know, so listen, I'm not saying that anybody should catalyze anything. What I'm saying is your life will bring you the experiences that you created for your own remembrance. And, you know, this idea of Instagram, you know, where it's like, you know, these quotes and, you know, everybody's even stealing everyone else's quotes. Like, it's just like, it's ridiculous, you know, and it's like, it's kind of silly, to think, you know, at, at the level, at the view that, that, you know, some of us think we're, we're being so helpful, you know, and it's like, you know, like I say, like, I always use this analogy and that is until you've been alchemized, gone through life experience in some ways, you can't really help another, you know, it's like someone who isn't born yet trying to help somebody. And, how about, you know, we just help ourselves, just get with yourselves, turn the mirror in yourself and solve what's going on in there. But that's so much harder. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's so much easier to tell everyone else what to do (laughs) than actually do it yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think that early in my marriage, you know, I had a, I had a beautiful company, you know, I was doing yoga retreats and had a vision, you know, much of that is, is come to fruition, but, you know, I did a lot of ceremony during that time. And, and I think that I didn't understand what I had asked for. You know, I asked to be, you know, truly, truly a living way shower of activating more light, more connection, more remembrance. And then that catalyzed this very intense dark night, which was not for the weary. I I don't know many people that would have done what I did in this circumstance. Although there are many, many people that go through reverent life experiences that we cannot imagine why we would take a body to experience that. And yet it's happening all around us. So at the end of the day, it's like, all you have is you, you have your sovereign connection. And a lot of the young mothers that are part of my water tiger community and that sort of follow my techniques, which are all to connect you to this deeper voice inside of you, you know, they'll ask me, well, how do I have a spiritual practice because I have kids and how do I fit it all in? And the only way you can fit it all in is like making every part of your life a spiritual practice. So changing your baby's diaper is is your sadhana. It's the most important thing. 
you you giving birth to your child could be the single greatest thing you did for humanity and not in the lens that you know the child might grow up and be famous just in the existence of the evolution of the genetic of the human and so this idea that we have to do so much and you know i'm one of them i i was talking to another amazing woman that i want to make you aware of if if you guys don't know. Her name is Caroline Seconder. And on Instagram, she's her eternal ceremonial knives. Um, She's an alchemist, a performance artist, a mother of two. She's definitely a wisdom keeper, a shaman, one of the most tapped in women that I've met. And she's crafting these ceremonial blades. They're for ritual in the alchemical fire with the forces of nature really someone we all can learn from. But we were talking the other day about why she and I have this great knowing that we have this big job to do here. And, you know, each one of us have done a ton of things. But again, she's like, I haven't done the thing yet. I'm like, yeah, me neither. Not the thing, the thing, you know? So I guess that's good because we're alive and we we should be evolving. But I think overall, it's this um, balancing and entering into the void state of nothingness to be replenished and then going into action. But there's something called second attention in Tantra. And it's a practice where we hold the attention on the guru, but I wouldn't even say the guru. I would say the future aspect of you. So you hold that attention on your future aspect as you go through your life. And it's exhausting. You won't be able to do it very long. But that through yogic practices is you become more integrated. So you're, what I used to say is a spiritual being having a human experience. And now it's a multidimensional being having a simultaneous experience. So we are much more than we know in this human form. Relaxation is really the superpower And really getting with yourself and embodying who you are and looking at yourself in the mirror and doing meditation practices where you are really digesting this sacred technology that is housing your spirit, your soul. This is the way through. And there is no way out. There is only through. No one knows what's happening. Nobody knows. So there are so many different dimensions existing at the same time, so many different timelines, overlaps, overlays. We are entering into a place or we are in a time that is unprecedented. There is no historical reference for it. And a lot of times I hear a lot about the ancient ways, the ancient ways, which are very, very important, especially from our indigenous humanity. What I also want to bring into the conversation here today is the future ways, because we are weaving from the future things we have left for our own rediscovery. So we're bringing all the different timelines into unity in this moment. How do you do that? You do by committing to know yourself, developing a divine devotion to the one breath that is breathing all life. Through the relaxation, the love, and the nourishment, and the kindness to yourself first, before the children, before the husband, the partners, the friends, the community. And then after that, you know, it's it's this embodiment. So when 
alien forces come, you know, show up, which now there's all kinds of news reports, you know, all over. What you must be is sovereignly embodied in your own form. I don't know if that's a word, sovereignly. You, you need to be embodied in your own power. There is no one outside of you that can do this spiritual journey for you. You are spiritualizing the matter. It is why you are here. Claim your own power. And especially the feminine embodied and the protectors of the feminine, we must step into leadership positions because we are reclaiming this realm. The realm has already been reclaimed. Just a matter of how long it's going to take. But in our lifetime, we will be communing with races off planet. And there's more to be done. So we're at the beginning stages of creating a divine planet. And and yes, the planet is already divine. But I'm talking about a lot of the ways, you know, that have caused so much suffering and annihilation on this planet for eons of time. Thank you so much. I feel like this was like such a collective healing. (laughs) Whenever you listen to this, whenever time, space, dimension, it feels so divine. And I think that's what we said when we first met. Like there was just this, yep, (laughs) hi, there you are, you know, and that recognition. And so I'm just so, I'm grateful that you are stepping into the leader frequency because I'm excited to see what that looks like and be a part of that and witness that. And I'm just so grateful that you are doing the human experience in the sense of business, in the sense of mothering, in the sense of money and family. Like I think there are spiritual leaders and spiritual teachers that we follow and that we speak to. I'm a huge devotee of Neem Karoli Baba, and it was a different life. You know, I am not able to go on a vision quest in the Himalayas. I am changing diapers, like you said. And so I think the spiritual leaders look different now. And being able to have you as a vision holder, it's like, okay, I can still do what I love, which is business, which is that energy and the abundance and the help and the purpose and and like deeply embody who I am. And it's like both. It's always the paradox and it always comes back to that for me. And so I'm just so grateful for this conversation. I hope to have you back. I feel like there was no beginning and no end to this. So there's like, it just is. And I'm just happy to, to know you and reconnect because it feels very familiar. So beautiful. Thanks, Krista. Definitely. And you know, all are needed. You know, we are not incarnated in a cave. We are not, you know, we are in this world. And important to remember that we're very, very important in the mission because we're the ground crew. And without us, nothing happens. So it's really, really the time to reclaim everyone listening to this, reclaim the embodiment of who you truly are, because you contain a gift for all of us, for yourself and all of us that no one else has except you. And so there is no better or worse or no, you know, no, no ahead or behind. We're just all in this collective experience and and really all are needed. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, as always, 
I wouldn't be here without you. I'm so grateful for this community and this opportunity to speak and dive in to these really beautiful conversations. And this is my reminder from Shri Ma and myself to relax. And until next time.